Hey everyone, this is Mike Andes, and you're listening to the Business Bootcamp Podcast. Today I'm recording on a, a handheld H4N Pro mic, and the reason is because we're moving to the new studio and got really good new year going on there. However, we're in the transition mode, and so I'm going to be recording on this for the next couple weeks. Um, before we get into today's episode, we want to thank our sponsor for today's show, which is FreshBooks. And if you haven't already, go to freshbooks.com bootcamp. And one reason why I like FreshBooks so much is that it actually has an an app that corresponds with its software that actually works good. And I know it's like to have software that works good on your computer, but then not so great on your phone or on your tablet. But FreshBooks has really created a mobile app that really works. And the reason I like that is because if you're like trying to track expenses or track time or track miles that you drive, it's just so much of a pain to have to remember or like write a memo on your phone to tell to remind you to do it when you get back to the office or on a desktop computer. So being able to do it on the app and making sure that the app is super simple to use is why I like FreshBooks so much. So if you if you haven't already, if you need a CRM, if you need accounting software, FreshBooks.com/bootcamp and put in in the how did how did you hear about a section? Just put Business Bootcamp Podcast. Now, today, we are going to be talking about this whole issue that happened a couple weeks ago with United Airlines and what we can learn from it. Uh, Before we do that, though, I do want to say um, I'm going to be going, I'm taking this podcasting thing more seriously now. And I've done this for a long time now. Well, long time, two and a half, I think it's two and a half years now almost. And so going on three years. And uh, when I say I'm going to take the podcasting thing more seriously, I spend about 95% of the time that I work on, quote, the podcast, I spend 90%, 95, 90% of that time answering emails, doing phone calls with listeners like you. And I love that. However, I've kind of shirked my, my responsibility of creating content. And so I'm probably going to be doing a podcast episodes much more frequently, several a week. I'm going to be trying to create a show as far as, uh, some of you watch the vlog where I kind of do my day to day stuff and I record that. However, I want to do that on the podcast. I think it's gonna be cool. Like to actually have what you would usually see in a vlog, like visually, and just having this mobile microphone even, what I'm using right now, this H4N Pro, and taking it throughout my day and recording the stuff I do and having an audio experience and trying to kind of create that. I don't know if we'll go daily, but like I wanna do three, four of these a week. And I think I'll get more content, I'll get better content that's different, it's unusual, and maybe like when I see questions that come in from the podcast listeners uh, that I think would be of value, I can like just look at my phone, read the email, and then pick up this mic and start recording. And so, so what I'm probably gonna do from now on, you're gonna see uh, two different types of shows. You're gonna see the ones that called are called Mic Minute shows, and those are gonna be the ones where I have the mobile mic, and I'm probably in my truck or on a job site or in, at my office, and so you're gonna see hear background noise. You're gonna hear like what my day is really like, and I might like take you even on an estimate or like to a job meeting a client. I'll just record the whole thing and. I think it'll make a really cool show. So if it doesn't say mic at the minute, it's kind of like our usual programming, uh, me talking behind a better mic. Uh, we're gonna start doing some more interviews. I have an interview this coming week with uh, the owner of a, of, a, of a chain of coffee stores. They have their own roastery, and he has like 17, 18 stores. And these aren't just like little coffee shops. These are super, super high-end like 
beyond Starbucks. Like you would go into this and think there's like 5,000 of them. And so I really want to dig, dig into like why he's doing it that way, why he's created it so systematized, like why has he um, built it this way. And then we're also talking to the founder of this app that is local also in Bellingham. And these are live interviews where I'm actually going to be in person. We'll have two microphones and really have a good time kind of jam things out and i'm going to be next the week after that interviewing someone locally that had a huge uh, startup that started just a few years ago and they've just been growth has been tremendous in our area and they now have this massive high-rise building in bellingham and it'll be great so it's a tech startup app kind of world and so learning from that will be good as well so but today i want to talk about what we can learn as small business owners from this whole United thing that happened a few weeks ago. If you didn't hear about it, uh, you're probably living under a rock, but in the news and everything, uh, United Airlines dragged off one of their passengers because they had an overbooked flight and no one wanted to volunteer to get off, so they offered $400 for someone to take, you know, go off the plane and get the next flight and essentially have to wait till the next day. No one took it, so they upped it to 800 and still no one wanted to take uh, the plane and like deplane, and so they ended up just dragging off one of the passengers, uh, and and so you've probably heard about it. And now there's lawsuit involved, and they gave everyone on that plane their flight for free. The next day, their the United Airlines stock dropped by over seven hundred fifty million dollars, and but what people have been really getting upset about is the response of United Airlines. At first, very, very shallow, and then they obviously they've had huge amount of PR, negative PR, and all of this, and so they've responded a little bit better recently. However, the one thing I want to talk about today, and that is how the CEO of United responded when these things happened. And it, this is the thing: like, obviously, the CEO of United wasn't the one that dragged him off the plane. He wasn't the one that overbooked the flight directly. However, as we, you, you've heard me say before, it's always your fault when you're the leader. So if you're an entrepreneur and you're a small business owner, everything in your business is your fault. Things that happen wrong with the clients, things that happen wrong with your employees, everything when it comes down to it is your fault. And if you're the leader, a CEO, everything that happens within your organization is really your fault because you're the, the buck stops at you. And you've noticed like they didn't go after the people who like actually dragged them off, like the police people, they, they lost their jobs and everything, but you don't see them in the news. You don't see them making public apologies. But yet the CEO of United Airlines, probably thousands of miles away from where it actually happened, has to give an apology and account for what his company is doing. And it's not that that's wrong. That's just how it is. And when you're the number one, when you're the CEO, when you're the founder, that's the hat. That's You've poured your cup of lemonade and you have to drink it. So that's the first thing. The second thing is how he responded. And how he kind of responded, some of the things he said was fine, like he's apologizing, blah, blah, blah. But this is the thing. When you make an apology and you mess up as a leader, you have to be 100% transparent and 100% really make people feel like you actually mean what you say and don't don't try to hedge don't try to don't don't try to hedge your apology and what i mean by hedging it is he kind of like tried to stand up for the employees that did this and kind of like say it was a misunderstanding or like like they didn't know what was going on like this is the thing when something wrong within your organization happens whether it's to a client or to an employee there's something wrong that's going on in the business and you need to make an apology as the leader you have to go in 100% and not hedge your apologies. So if internally within a business, if 
if you're having employees that have internal conflict and something happens in, the, in you know, someone says something or you say something and, and you know you're wrong and you need to apologize to whether it be the whole organization or to one person, the last thing you should say is, I'm sorry, but, or I'm sorry, but this, or like, maybe you should try, you should try doing this next time. Or maybe, maybe if you would have done this, it wouldn't have happened. Like that is not the way to apologize. And you're saying like, why are we talking about apologizing on a business podcast? The reason is because as leaders, we, yes, we have to learn how to lead. Yes. We have to learn how to tell people what to do. But when it comes to apologies, you cannot hedge it. You cannot say, I'm sorry, but and so whether that be the disgruntled client that feels you've ripped them off, or maybe, yeah, you did make a mistake, or your your guys did make an error, they messed something up, or maybe your staff, he, he or she made a mistake, told a client the wrong thing, and now the client's mad at you as the CEO or as the founder, small business owner. And instead of you trying to just be apologetic, admit to wrong, and take the blunt of whatever that's going to, the repercussions are going to be. Instead of you doing that, if you try to hedge it, if you try to say, well, it's actually your fault, or maybe uh, next time if you would have done this, it wouldn't have happened. If you ever try to hedge an apology, you essentially lose all credibility with the party in whom you're trying to apologize to. And that's what United did. At first, when they came out with their apology, they tried to stand up for their employees or like kind of like say this, you know, they, they just try to cover up essentially that this was an incredibly uh, heinous act of uh, of of mis mistreating a client, mistreating a customer. And so, what I would encourage everyone out there today: if you have a small business, if you have clients, if you have employees, and there ever comes a time when you, as the leader, have to apologize, I would encourage you to take the blunt, take just take it all eat it, take it in the face, it'll hurt, but I promise you, if that's what C- if the CEO of United would have done that and just taken all the blame, really accepted the guilt and said, okay, yes, we are completely wrong, this is outrageous, and these are the steps we're going to take that we're going to implement to make sure this never happens again, I promise you, it would, there would have been a better response, and I think now that they've realized that, and so essentially now that customer that was dragged off the plane, the doctor, He'll probably get millions of dollars in, in you know, in a lawsuit and all of that. And now United, you know, gave all the people on that plane their ticket for free, their flight and everything. And that's all good. And but why not do that from the beginning? Why not from the beginning admit wrong, go full pot committed, offer the money up front to him to as so you don't even need to go into a lawsuit. Why not give those free flights right off the bat? Why not admit that you were wrong and that your 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 company culture and the culture that you are training your employees is completely wrong and then that you're offering steps and solutions to make that right. That's how you apologize. That's how you make things right. You don't hedge any of the things you're saying. And so whether you need to apologize to an employee or to a client or something has been your fault in some way, shape, or form, whether that be indirectly because your people or your organization has been at fault, however it is, if you are trying to make an apology and mend broken bridges and mend relationships with clients, employees, or people within your organization, don't hedge your apologies. Very simple, but I promise you, if one person could get something out of this, and maybe today you have to make an apology or make something right. Like I've had this before, when when I've had clients that are unhappy because we did you know a big landscaping job and something's completely wrong, or the, they feel like the work was wrong, or they feel like the quality of the work was wrong on our landscaping jobs, 
And I can make excuses, whether it be the weather or they told us the wrong thing or they asked for something and now they're complaining about it because we did what they wanted. Like I can make all those excuses or I can just take all the responsibility. I can take all of all the things they're saying and say, we are completely wrong and we're going to do whatever it takes to fix that. And they love that a whole lot more than, oh yeah, we're wrong, but the weather, but you said this or but this circumstance. Like don't hedge your apologies and people will be much more open to that. Like this is the thing. This is what it comes down to. You've got to take, you've got to take the responsibility, whether you're the owner and people under you do it, or if you directly have done something incorrect and you're trying to apologize or trying to keep a client or keep an employee on board, whatever it is, if you've got to accept responsibility. And this is the thing. If you don't take responsibility, you become a victim. If you don't take responsibility for your actions, for the people underneath you, for your organization's behavior, for your organization's progress and what it's doing, if you don't take ownership of that, you become a victim because everything is happening to you instead of because of you. And you say, well, it's not my fault or someone, so-and-so did that. Or like the, like this, a CEO can say, well, that's my service provider on the other side of the country that works for our company, but it's not my fault. It's not our fault. Like, and trying to push the blame off. When you become that, when you start putting the onus on other people, you become a victim because things happen to you instead of because of you. But when you can take the responsibility, when you take ownership of everything that happens around you, when you take ownership of all the wrongs and all the rights, all the successes and all the failures, you become a very powerful person because you take ownership of everyone around you and what happens to them and to yourself and no longer will you accept a victim mentality. This is Mike Andes. You've been listening to Business Bootcamp Podcast. Stay tuned as we go a lot more in depth and a lot more frequently on the podcast. Until next time, be great. Nothing else pays.